This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Coffin. Before I introduce my guest and the topic for today's podcast, I'd like to let my listening audience know that the Working Woman Radio Show is looking for sponsors for the podcast program. Advertising your business on the Working Woman Radio Show is really a great way to build your brand and to support meaningful programming. We have several different sponsorship packages available that can meet pretty much any budget. So if you're interested in getting more information and becoming a sponsor, go to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com and click on the link for sponsorship, download the information, and give us a call. We will be happy to help you. Now that that little bit of business has been taken care of, I am excited about introducing uh, you to my next guest for today's show. Attorney Zulma Lopez is the Democratic representative-elect for the Georgia House of Representatives, District 86 in DeKalb County, Georgia. A first-time candidate for office, Attorney Lopez won the runoff election in August, this past August 2020, unseating a 30-year incumbent. Ms. Lopez will start her first two-year term in office in January 2021. In addition to her new political post, Zuma Lopez is the owner of Lopez Immigration LLC, a boutique immigration practice specializing in family-based immigration law. Attorney Lopez is passionate about keeping families together and fights daily to prevent children from being separated from their parents. She helps families navigate the U.S. immigration legal system to obtain lawful permanent residency and citizenship for their loved ones. Welcome to the studio, Ms. Lopez. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much, Diana. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and, and have this conversation about um, working women like we are. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I have a ton of things I want to pick your brain about. So I'm going to jump right into my first question, which uh, is, can you give my listening audience a little bit more background uh, about your work as an immigration attorney? Sure. Um, I have my own office, as you said, and I um, have two hats, right? The business owner mm-hmm. and the immigration attorney. Mm-hmm. And what we do is, we specialize in family immigration, which basically is to either bring a loved one from abroad, mm-hmm. somewhere else mm-hmm. outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So we um, have worked with U.S. consulates really pretty much all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, people that are here inside of the U.S. without status and they have a way to obtain that lawful permanent residency. Mm-hmm. It is a long process. Yes. Uh, I can tell you that my typical um, couple or families mm-hmm. um, take around three years wow. from the beginning until until they get their permanent residency. And that um, could mm-hmm. potentially be even more delayed due sure. to COVID, but that's yeah. That, that's basically what we do. Wow, wow, that's amazing, wow. So now, um, question, um, why, big with all of that that you have going on, which is an amazing work that you're doing, why did you decide to run for the Georgia <laughs> House of Representatives? It's not like you don't have enough to do. <laughs> um, yes, of course, why not, right? Right, I know. So, um, so <laughs> um, I... I started doing leadership programs mm-hmm. um, a few years ago 
Uh, particularly, I, I did Leadership Georgia, which yes. is a program that takes um, individuals outside of the metro area to other communities. Mm -hmm. And I met leaders from all over the state, pretty much mm -hmm. um, rural Georgia, the coast, mm -hmm. um, Savannah, Augusta, Athens, you name it. Wow. And and we, because not only I did their year of leadership, but mm -hmm. then I continue to, to be involved with the organization up to this day. Wow. So that really planted the seed because that gave me really the perspective of the state of Georgia. As yes, well. I'm sure. Um, and so that really planted the seed and then my skills as an attorney mm -hmm. um, and the issues that I saw that needed really someone to, to come in mm -hmm. um, with fresh ideas and the really the enthusiasm to work hard sure. um that 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 was my thought process wow. into deciding to run for this particular position wow so yeah so being in leadership uh georgia um gave you a fresh perspective about the needs of the state correct exactly. wow that's that's amazing um so now the next question this is a great segue into my next question as a newly elected politician what issue or issues are you most passionate about tackling based on the things you've seen in your year uh, in the leadership program? What, what, what's a burning thing for you? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we are in the middle of um, really unprecedented times. And yes. I think that um, COVID really and, and the um, consequences mm -hmm. of, of, of that, mm -hmm. you know, financially, yes. um, on the healthcare system, it's in everyone's mind. Yes. Um, and so coming coming back to, to really the second session mm -hmm. during COVID, mm -hmm. uh, the the most pressing issues is, is going to be balancing that budget, but not balancing yes. on the back of of the essential needs yes. that we have as families and essential workers mm -hmm. and um, and our children. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started campaigning mm -hmm. way before mm -hmm. uh, we even knew this was going to mm -hmm. uh, impact our lives the way it has. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm a mother of four children. Mm -hmm. um, all of them have either um, attended, graduated, or are currently attending the Catholic schools. Mm -hmm. And that was a big part of my messaging when I was talking to um, residents of my district, mm -hmm. um, really co collaborating with local elected officials, with the school board um, members, but also at the state level, making sure or ensuring that mm -hmm. um, we do not deviate from putting our, the funds where they need to be in sure. that with our children's education. Definitely. So that was uh, the, one of the biggest issues that I campaign on and yes. that I'm looking forward to work on. Wow. The second is the economic development and small business owners, particularly women and women of color. Oh, wow. That's great. That's Those are two really uh, big issues, pressing issues. Uh, educate, it doesn't get too much more important in education. Of course, there's, um, like you said, the healthcare thing. Uh, but also mm -hmm. providing and opening and um, having opportunities for women business owners, particularly women business owners of color, is a big deal as well. Uh, it's good to know that you'll be, you know, looking to tackle that. Now, I know you're very proud of your Latino roots. I've seen some of your bios and your um, mm -hmm. uh, on your um, website and read some of your mm -hmm. stories uh, about home. Um, and mm -hmm. um, and you also in on that in those stories speak candidly about some of the struggles that you had growing up. How did that factor into your career choices as an 
immigration lawyer and now as a newly elected politician? Well, I mean, my life story um, absolutely informs the, every decision that I made. Wow. And um, so going into law school, um, one thing that I um, do not, I guess, talk a lot about, mm -hmm. but I do talk when I'm talking with high school students, mm -hmm. is that when I, my oldest son, um, I had him on my last year of mm -hmm. my undergrad mm -hmm. degree. So when I started law school, I had a, pretty much a baby, wow. and my second son was born um, during my second year of law school. Oh, my goodness. And so instead of thinking, you know, I'm going to postpone having a career, yes. um, I really thought, you know, the opposite. Really. Wow. This is something that I need to do because uh, I don't know what the future holds and sure. I need to be able to provide for sure. my children. Yeah. Um, and so when I moved here, mm -hmm. They came with me, they were six and eight, mm -hmm. and I started uh, really figuring out what type of practice of law I was going to go into. Sure. I was new here in Georgia, took my Georgia bar, obviously got licensed. Right. Um, and I, I would say that I've always gravitated to representing vulnerable communities. Sure. And so uh, finding my way to practicing immigration was... Mm -hmm. Now I see it as in hindsight as a natural yes. um, way yes. from the way that I was raised and yeah. the struggles that I had to overcome. Wow. And I'm bringing that as a state legislature, I'm bringing that with me to the, to the state capitol. I love that. I love it. I think it's quite interesting that, you know, you had these two young children, but instead of, you know, um, instead of um, shrinking back from you know, your career and saying, well, you know, I've got to stay home or do whatever I'm going to, but you, you did the opposite thing. You're like, I've got to make this work for myself and for my children. I, and I, I think that's admirable. And I think that there's probably a lot of women that have had to make that choice or, or mm -hmm. made that choice. And so I think people, uh, women can identify with that. I, I think that's great. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so what do you think, um, based on the things you've had, you've, uh, um, I met you actually, and you've locked on a lot of doors, but you, we're here in the Belvedere area. I'm friends with Jocelyn mm -hmm. O'Neill. She's my neighbor. Um, and so mm -hmm. you knocked on our door one day and we had a conversation. It was about 20 minutes, which I was really impressed about because I thought, you know, she's mm -hmm. got a lot of doors to knock on. Um, mine is not <laughs> the only one. And so, but yet she's taking this time to talk to me. So I know you've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people based on that. What do you think is the number number one issue for working women, women, women when it comes to policies and politics and the changes that need to be made. Uh, can you give me a little feedback on that? Sure. Um, I would say um, equal pay yeah. and the ability to afford childcare. Oh, wow. um, the, you know, the, our, our workplace mm -hmm. still penalizes us for having children. Yeah. And unfortunately, the this pandemic, um, the last I read an article that was really mm -hmm. disheartening that it could take us ten years back because oh my. women are are now making the decision of it's not worth for oh, no. them to work full time. They're staying at home with their children, mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. their partners and spouses are taking the financial load. Yeah. But what that's going to mean is when they're ready to go back. Yeah. They they're going you know they're going to have yeah. a gap there, sure. with, um, mm -hmm. losing opportunities for 
uh, promotions or for other opportunities. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 in, and in Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, when you look at the uh, at that at that equal pay gap yeah. for women of color, we're talking about 63 Ooh. or 60 something cents out of a dollar. Oh, wow. Uh, and so it is, you know, when you talk about policies and when you think about how to implement really structural changes that are going to help women and mm-hmm. working women, mm-hmm. I think that that is at the core yeah. of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah. And we can do it. We and, yeah. and and you'll see that you see that women are stepping off. Yes, and are, yes. Um, making this decision for running for office because mm-hmm. we 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 want our our seat at the table. Yes. To make these fundamental changes. Yeah, absolutely. I and I love um you know you talk about that women earn about sixty three. Well, at least. Uh, women of color earn about 63 cents on the dollar versus um, as opposed to men. I think one of the things I've heard from women in as far as choices, work choices, um, which which factor into what you were talking about earlier, is that a lot of women are now opening their own businesses, which which I think is a great, Mm -hmm. which I think is so why it's so important that you advocate for women and for small businesses, um, uh, uh, um, for people of color who want to open small businesses because I think more women are looking at that as an option because it gives them flexibility um, Mm -hmm. as far as work is concerned. You are absolutely right. That's exactly why I opened up my law, my own uh, practice. Yes. Because I was not getting that. And it's not that we want to work less. No. That we need that flexibility to be absolutely more efficient with our time. Mm -hmm. And and we're going to be working um, as hard as any other person. Oh, absolutely. yeah. a different structure yeah. to manage that balance exactly to manage home and family and children and work you know we just need a mm-hmm. it's not that we're working less we just need a more flexible schedule so i i love that so um switching gears on you a little bit um i want to talk about what women bring to the voting pro- floor the voting process what do you think women bring to the voting process that men don't bring and maybe maybe uh, maybe that's not a question but it did come to my mind and, <laughs> you know because we are we, we we are we are unique and i think we need to embrace our uniqueness yes, absolutely mm. and again you know uh, i i'm going to say something uh for maybe your your mm-hmm. male listeners mm-hmm. uh, that you know we of course love our, our partners, our spouses yes. that support us. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, mm-hmm. uh, I would not be able to campaign for a year a year yes. without my husband being oh, at home yes. and, and helping taking care of that load. Yes. Um, so we do appreciate you. Oh, we do. But- <laughs> we do. We do. I know I appreciate my husband. I do. I don't, we go, we're giving them, I, I think it's great that we're giving them a shout out of love. Yes. <laughs> but to answer your question, uh, you are absolutely right. We are we are the matriarchs of our families. We we mm-hmm. juggle mm-hmm. careers, motherhood, um, and our sometimes our uh, parents, um, in when they're elderly or you know the women is at the center mm-hmm. um, of that family. Definitely. And and we experience the issues that really real people mm-hmm. are experiencing. Mm-hmm. And so what we bring to with our vote. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's all that, all the struggles that we feel. Yes. And I think that really mm-hmm. anyone identifies because we are at the center um, yes. of our family. Yes. And we also um, really have a lot of influence mm-hmm. with um, 
not only our children, our spouses, mm-hmm. but our extended family mm-hmm. when it comes to the issues mm-hmm. in, in getting out the vote right. and, and social, mm-hmm. uh, moving forward social issues that we care about. We do have a lot of influence. I will tell you that for the last, since since the runoff election, mm-hmm. particularly now that we're getting to get, get out to vote, mm-hmm. I have, I've had Zoom meetings with organizations mm-hmm. and sororities mm-hmm. and the, the vast majority of um these initiatives are women led. Oh wow. Um, so that tells you that we are really fired up for yes. to get out the vote and mm-hmm. to really affect some change. Yes, I love that. And we bring, like you said, unique in um we're gonna have some of the conversations about the issues um that affect us uh that might not be um talked about otherwise i mean you know um mm-hmm. as women we're going to bring those kinds of issues to the table fortunately like you said mm-hmm. we are now more we are there are more of us at the table now than ever and so we can mm-hmm. thank god for that that hasn't always been the case but um mm-hmm. so we 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 love we love that and 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 we do affect our communities um we are going to talk about those conversations and have those um talks without girls, our boys too. I mean, I have a 19-year-old in the house. She's a uh, sophomore at Clinton State University, a music major. And we, she's very excited. This is her first year voting. Uh, and so mm-hmm. she's very excited about um, this whole voting process. She wants to watch all the debates. Although um, I love uh, it. I, 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 we, my husband and I have watched the debates with her just because we wanted to support her. But personally, I haven't necessarily wanted to watch the debates because I knew <laughs> what they were going to be like. But we didn't want to discourage right. her. But we've had lots and of lots course. of conversations, and so she's very excited. Uh, she voted in the primaries and all this kind of stuff. So it's been great. Um, so anyway, um, other than running for office, um, which most of us will not do, um, what are some other specific things that working women can do to make a difference in policies and affect their communities? I think it's, you know, it's it's pretty simple um, just get involved. Yeah. And there are a lot of outlets that you can that we have mm-hmm. here in our communities mm-hmm. um, that perhaps is through your church, um, through um, your sorority, through mm-hmm. an organization. I mean, there, yes. there's so many outlets nowadays where we can, of course, we have a limited amount of time. Yes. Um, and we have to be very careful with that, too, yes. right? Yes, because we, we do. Work, as working women, we need to have that balance. Yes. Not only be between working and Mm-hmm. in home but also within ourselves too have that yeah. um ability to have time for ourselves Absolutely. but there's so many ways to get involved and when we talk about affecting change through for example a candidate running for office mm-hmm. um and you know i just went through a year-long campaign mm-hmm. and i will tell you that the the most valuable resources that any con- mm-hmm. candidate um has are money and time yes. and so if you can give your time yes. even an hour yes. um really um mm-hmm. it's it's worth a, yes it's, it's worth so much for a candidate because wow. there's there's so many limitations as you said i yeah. i knocked yeah. on your door yes but I had thousands of other doors right. to knock on. yes and um yeah of course when i'm talking to someone one-on-one yeah 
it is just the way I am. I'm yeah. going to give you my full yes. 100%. Yes, yes. Uh, but you're, you're right. Yes. Uh, there's thousands of other um, yeah, residents that I had mm. to reach out. Yeah. And so yeah. um, if you have the ability to make mm. some time, yes. um, perhaps you don't want to go full political. Well, yeah. Now we're in the middle of get out the vote. Right. That's a very neutral way to get involved. That's true. Making sure that our residents are making their plans to right. vote. That's true. Um, yeah. And I ask them, you very specific with your plan. Yeah. Um, another issue that we have on the table right now is the census. So yes. we're trying oh, to get the true. word out yeah. for DeKalb County to get that percentage off. We're yeah. only a little bit over 60% oh. completion with oh, that. And we only okay. have until the end of the month, October wow. 31st. Oh, wow. You can help spread the word out, even share a post on your social media to yeah. make sure that your family members, that your friends are aware and make sure that they complete the sentence. So wow. there are ways yeah, to get I see that. I see that. I see that. You know, now more than ever with the technology that we have, you know, I mm-hmm. I will tell you my um, cell phone is blowing up with text messages. So somebody, they're obviously volunteers texting. Um, remind, you know, uh-huh. have you, I've had phone calls. Are you registered? And I've also had people with their little clipboards in person approach me. Um, in parking lots too. And so I'm sure some of these people might be paid, but a lot of people are volunteers. So uh, you're right, mm-hmm. there's, there are tons of ways to get involved um, in this political process without running for office necessarily. Um, right. So I love that. I love that. So now um, maybe you could speak to this. How, has the voting turnout amongst women been strong based on what you've seen in your election? Um, and in general, do, do you... Uh, and you and I think you've talked about this before, but in general, do you feel like women feel like they have more of a voice, or does and does does that vary on ethnicity? I think women are fired up. I am fired up. Okay. I you know I I yeah. <laughs> I um I did watch the uh, vice presidential yes. debate. Uh, yes, yes, I did watch. Um, that. Just looking at our next um, yes. vice president, yes. um, the first female vice president. Yes, that amazing. That's up. exciting. Yes. And um, even before this election, um, the women mm-hmm. have a higher turnout than men, and that okay. is across the board, particularly. Um, uh, for women of color. Wow. Uh, but then when you when you look at what happened at the 2016 election yes. for the 2018 midterms, yes, and that was a historic, um, a historic um, mm-hmm. women stepping off for sure. running for office. Wow. Uh, historic the number of um, seats that they won for okay. the U.S. House of Representatives. That's um, amazing. So you see that we are. Yeah. Um, I think we are a turning point, yes. as you said earlier. Yes. I think yes. we are a turning point because we see the policies, we see that we are mm-hmm. turning out to vote, and yes. now we are taking, taking that a step further, and we can know yes. we are not only voting, we are going to... Yes. Um, we're going to have a, a table. That's right. Table That's right. Really we're going to run. Well, so uh, it seems like, and I just wanted to get your uh, take on it because you are, cl- you know, closer to the process, but it does seem like women are feeling more empowered now than ever. Absolutely. I do believe that. Yeah, I, I feel that and I see that. And I think that's a, I think that's a great thing. Now, um, our time is almost up, but I wanted to ask you this. What would you say to women and men too, but since this is a show um, that focuses on women's issues, what would you say to women who might feel 
disillusioned and maybe even apathetic about the voting process because you you know uh, we know that there's some people that are not going to vote but what would you say to those women how could you help them know that uh and understand that their vote really does make a difference you know that is um that is a great question Mm -hmm. because when i was canvassing before covid um Mm -hmm. this election um, with the implementation of the absentee ballots mm-hmm. and the new machines. I mean, there's so much confusion out there. Yes, all there is. That some people um, have felt, you know, it's too cumbersome, this process. Right. It is. Yes, it is. yes, yes. Uh, but um, I would say, uh, believe that we are a turning point. All these things that are in place yeah. trying to perhaps limit our ability to vote, mm-hmm. it is because they know that we have the power. That's exactly We have right. the power to make changes. Yes. And it starts at the ballot, mm-hmm. but it, it does not, it's not going to end there. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to push mm-hmm. to put women and women of color in positions of power. Wow. And they are going to advocate for the issues that we, mm-hmm. not only we care, we live them. Right, we live, live them. them. It's exactly right. This is our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is our lives. Mm-hmm. And so um, just please, um, do not let mm-hmm. all these, um, mm-hmm. I guess, external forces, yes, yes, um, yes. you know, it deter you, mm-hmm. determine or, or, yeah. or, yeah. you know, look away from yeah. the goal, which yeah. is we need more women in office. We need more representation. Yeah. As I said that there was a historic mm-hmm. um, election in 2018 for mm-hmm. the midterms, but mm-hmm. here in Georgia, when we look at the women, we're still yeah. only at, 30 plus percent oh, um, oh wow. at the General Assembly. Really? I would be, yeah, in, in January 2021, I will be the only Latina. Oh my goodness. So there's still um, a lot, there, so that's that's still a first. We have a lot, yes. a lot of ways yeah. to go. Wow. But we are making those changes and yeah. it starts. Um, yeah, so it's, it's down at the grassroots. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Well, I'm glad that you have given us uh, our, um, you know, our marching orders. Uh, and uh, and uh, because I think we need, uh, like you said, it's, it can, we have a lot of distractions and, uh, and there is, and people are tired and discouraged. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, you hear the commercials, you hear one side mm-hmm. saying this and the other side saying that. So there's all these sound bites coming at you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you've got your own personal problems. Um, and uh, people are struggling with finances and we're in a recession. And so you just think, well, does it even, you know, well, I, then you got the children in school and trying to navigate all of that. Sometimes people are just weary, but, but I, but I love the word that, that you just gave just to press through, um, because we're, we are at a turning point and our vote does count. It does matter. Well, um, Zuma, I just, I am so grateful. I feel inspired. I feel ready to go out and do something uh, based on my <laughs> conversation with you. Um, fired up. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm involved in the political process, but talking to you does really inspire me to, to, do the, to do even more. And so thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you've got tons to do, uh, but I think that the insights that you've shared um, about being an immigration lawyer and now as a newly elected official uh, is going to be inspiring to others who are listening to this. To my listening audience, if you haven't done so already, I want to encourage you to subscribe and please download episodes of the show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian 
Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman Radio Show icon. For those of you uh, who might be interested in finding out more about Zuma Lopez, um, I will include a link to her um, the website for her um, um, attorney's um, services and to her political website. I've also um, included uh, a few other helpful links to some other resources. It's going to be at the bottom of the show page, so scroll down uh, on the episode of this show page and check those out. For more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Women Radio Show events, you can go to the Working Women Radio Show Facebook page. Please become a friend. Share your comments, ask your questions. We really do want to hear from you. Well, that's it for today. God bless, and we will see you next time on the Working Woman Radio. Show.